What's up, Red Raider Nation, and welcome to episode seven of the Lone Raider podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'm your host, Joni Young, and joining me today is my good friend, Nathan $4 Zuniga. What's up, Zuni? Hey, Jenna. How you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. You know, a uh, little, um, I'm, I'm a little hyped up, you know, because of fantasy and uh, also this tech win. You know, I'm dominating my fantasy league right now. So, uh, yeah. Oh, I'd love yeah. to hear it. You know, uh, could be, uh, could be worse. Could be worse. Could be worse. Oh, and the Houdat Nation as well. I know you support that. Yes, yes. It's my Saints got that, uh, got that dub late. You know, Falcons going to Falcon, going to blow big leads. You know, I expected it. And it happened. <laughs> and it uh, happened. That's good. Happy that you got the whole trifecta there, man. You got your exactly. triple crown. You know, I'm, I'm winning my fantasy. I'm, uh, you know, watching Texas Tech, the game that we were at this past weekend. Can't wait with the dub, which we'll get to here in a sec. And also the Saints on Sunday. You know, just, just victories all around. Flying dubs everywhere. Nice, man. It's almost <laughs> like you hit like almost like a three nil of a score there. Hey, hey. Yeah, you know, I, I just wish I was, I was uh, this, um, that's good at betting, you know, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll get to that on Thursday when we uh, recap last week's because this is not a, not a particularly good one. A little spoiler there when we get to that segment on a on Thursday's <laughs> pod, but yeah, um, not a good week all around. But on today's episode, as you probably guessed by the title, we're going to be recapping this past Saturday's double overtime win versus the Houston Cougars. Uh, kind of going over what we liked, what worried us, and where we stand as of today, giving our thoughts on that. But before we get into that, I want to remind you all to go follow our social media accounts. That is at Lone Air Pod, L-O-N-E-R-A-I-D-E-R-P-O-D on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also stream us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. But regardless of where you are listening from, welcome in to your sixth favorite Texas Tech Sports Podcast, brought to you by the fans who give a damn. And with that said, let's go ahead and jump into a triple R segment with this week's Red Raider recap. Got a pretty lengthy one here today this week. Start off with the Texas Tech soccer update. We had two games this past week. The Texas Tech Red Raiders soccer team beat actually Houston this past uh, Thursday, three to nil. Yeah, that would uh, really just nice. uh, be a little be a little hint as to what would come this Saturday. You know, should have uh, should have taken it then. But uh, yeah, Peyton Parsons led it off with a goal in the 27th minute. And then just 55 seconds later, Macy Schultz knocked through another goal, giving the Red Raiders a 2-0 lead at the half. And then to kind of just cap it all off, Ashley Williams scores in the 79th minute to beat the Cougs 3-0. Then uh, this past Sunday, the Red Raiders would square off against North Texas in Denton and just continue that offensive domination, beating the Mean Green 3-2 to two with goals scored by Hannah Anderson in the 6th minute, uh, Giselle Kozarski in the 17th, and Macy Schultz in the 36th minute. Raiders are now 3-2-3 three, and three on the season, where they'll square off against Fresno State this Friday at the John Walker Soccer Complex. So guys, be sure to, if you're in Lubbock, be sure to go out and support these girls on their season. Uh, I remember uh, last week, you know, we we're sitting here kind of kind of a little gloomy, you know, when Texas Tech was one, two, and three. Just a little. On the season, little. you know, just a little, little bit down. But hey, it's, it's amazing what one week can really do. With two back-to-back solid wins, one at home, one on the road, can really do for your team's morale. You know, really boosting this one up. You know, we're back on the winning track. We, we got a winning record. You know, let's go ahead and just, 
take this, take this momentum, take this energy and just let that feel you for the rest of the season. You know, just keep on rolling. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's what I believe these girls will do. Yeah. Shout out to Macy though. And spe- speaking of rolling, I mean, uh, this Texas Tech volleyball team, you know, was, was, was just on a, has just been on a tear recently. Uh, the Raiders went down to Houston to compete in the Adidas Invitational. First matchup was against the Islanders of Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Tech would win the game in, of course, none other than dominating fashion. Three sets to zero. Uh, once again, our girl kind of sour. Leading the way with 12 kills, two aces, three blocks, followed by Brookinos uh, with seven kills, five blocks, Curry Marshock with six kills, and Carrington Jones with five kills, one block. Uh, also, one of the highlights of this game, Reese Rhodes would uh, record her 500th career assist. That is a lot of assists. Uh, dang. Yeah. So good job, Reese. Good job, girls. You know, and just getting this dominating win over AM Corpus Christi. We hate all the AM schools, especially that one on the coast. You know, I think they're all cool with that, you know, island and everything. Like we said, get that shit out of here. We're not about this, you know. Fake Islanders, man. Although that is exactly. my sister's, uh, you know, alma mater, but whatever. Fake Islanders, man. Screw that. Fake them. Islanders. But, you know, yeah. Just, mm-hmm. just get out of here with that. We, we, we don't want that. Uh, next, they faced off against the Brown Bears, Ivy Leaguers, whom they would also dominate three sets to zero, led by none other than our girl, Kenna Sauer, with 15 kills, one block, followed then by Reagan Cooper with nine kills, two blocks, and Carrington Jones with seven kills, four blocks, and one ace. And then up next in the final game of the Invitational, they would host. The um, they they would play the tournament hosts and the Rice Owls, and even though they fought all the way up until the final whistle, the Red Raiders would suffer their first loss on the season, three sets to two. Uh, the Red Raiders are now eight in one on the season, and will square off against SMU at the United Student Markets Arena on Thursday. So if you're in tech, also be sure to get out there and watch that one. This one's especially kind of kind of a shocking loss because. Once again, we've mentioned our girl, Kenneth Sauer. She had 21 kills in this game with four wow. blocks. And then uh, followed by Reagan Cooper with 12 kills, three blocks. Carrington Jones with seven kills, four blocks. And Brooke Knox with seven kills and five blocks. Like, I mean, it was, it was a block party. You know, it was, <laughs> that's what it was. And somehow Rice was just able to squeak by with a win. But hey, you know what? They're eight and one could be worse. You know, it could be way, way worse. And, you know, it's just like we said during soccer, like it's a minor setback from major comeback. Like you, you now realize you're not invincible, even though we all thought you were. And, uh, you know, can I get back down to reality? So uh, I will say SMU is in for, for one hell of a ride when they come into the USA on Thursday. That's, uh, that's what I say about that. And, uh, you know, of course, our girl, Kenneth Sauer, just, um, just proving why she will eventually, I'm calling it now. She's eventually going to be the um, Big 12 Player of the Year. I'm just calling it, you know, definitely first team. Oh, Jonah's hot take. Oh, that's hot not even a hot take. That, that that's oh, one that I, I firmly Heck believe. Yeah. And if she's not, then uh, you know it's it's rigged, and they just it is that. rigged. Uh huh. Absolutely. But yeah, them, that will. Uh, that's a incredible run. Incredible run so far. Yeah, I mean, you know, eight and one. You know, I'm I'm proud of it. You know, I like it. You know, we're, we're, we're winning and uh, that, that's really all you ask for, you know, go out there, yeah. compete, you know, and we, we lost in five sets. It's not like we got swept, 
So yeah, like still played a very competitive game. Mm-hmm. But sure. yeah, still proud of these girls and uh, you know, see them bounce back in the win column on Thursday. Uh, that'll actually go ahead and wrap up the um, Red River recap that we had. Uh, we'll go ahead and jump right into the main topic. Uh, hey, that was a football game this past Saturday. Oh, was it? You know that? Yeah. There was? Yeah, I believe uh, yeah, we uh, we uh, took a little road trip. You know, I'm, I'm, I came up from Austin to go visit you in Lubbock at this game. You know, the boys, uh, you know, our boy Tyler, shout out to him. Jake, who's uh, out in Dallas as well. And uh, Cheetos, our buddy Cheetos. Uh, both coming from Dallas. Uh, Tyler now coming from Austin. He just moved up from San Antonio to Austin out here. And of course, you're a girl out there as well. You know, we got tickets. We stayed for the entirety of the game, all four hours of it. The sun beating down us and everything. All the double overtime. Every play, we decided to go ahead and stay for this one. You know, of course, we pre-gamed at Chimmy's like you should. Like you always should. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that is a tradition of the Lubbock community right there is Chimmy's. Everyone yeah. loves Chimmy's. It's the best one in the state. Absolutely. Yeah. Hands down, you know, just overall awesome. So we had a great time just catching up with the boys, going to Chimmy's, having some drinks, chowing down some good food and just overall good vibes all around. Got to watch some football. You know, it's always good when you get to see Texas and Texas A&M lose in one day, which is, you know, just it's fantastic. You know, can't ask for anything better than that. It's a great feeling. But kind of getting into this game, though, Texas Tech would beat Houston. 33 to 30 in double overtime. Uh, let me go through some, um, some, uh, I guess we can go, go over the stats. Uh, but first of all, Zune, before actually, before I get into the stats, I want to get your take on what your overall consensus uh, was of this game. Of this game. Okay. Um, I guess let me just start off with what I really enjoyed about this game. Um, okay. Right off the bat, Texas tech finished the game. That's kind of been our, like, you know, kind of our uh, Achilles heel literally these past couple of years since Kingsbury, in my opinion. Um, yeah, we just have not been able to close out games. Um, I think back to, like, West Virginia 2014, we're like, what, 34, uh, 35 points, and they're like, I think it's like 17, and then they just come back and outdo us. 46, 30, 35 was the score, something like that, and I think of those games, I think of uh, the the Texas games, Oklahoma games where we, are, we just have to convert, you know, a touchdown and that's it. That's the dagger. And it, it's stuff like that. And I don't even want to get into last year's whole thing about closing out games. It's just going to frustrate me, but whatever. Besides, but uh, yeah, it's kind of been our bad omen, I feel like. But we actually finished out a game in OT and that's really exciting to see. Um, second thing I really liked was our defense. Our defense was you know, they did their job this week. And I, once again, they had Clayton's number, surprisingly, you know, so uh, shout out to the defense. They forced turnovers when they needed to, they did it perfectly to keep us in this game. Um, and yeah, it was an outstanding performance. I was just happy to see us pick the ball off, get a couple fumbles here, here and there when we needed to. The, and it, it really goes to show that these, uh, they, they their experience showed up this game for sure for the defense with everyone. And that was awesome to see some of the things I didn't like though, um, was, uh, just a couple of, uh, unnecessary, um, I guess, how should I say it? There's some, maybe some of the play calls were questionable. I understand it's a close game. You need to take deep shots, but if, if, if that's, 
if that's Donovan Smith, you know, he he had a couple of interceptions where he he throws into double coverage, and I, I question whether that was the play calling or if he saw something there. I, I don't know. I, I don't see it from his perspective, but I think I could account for two picks. I think that were close to that was almost about double double coverage. Literally, the pick that got them the field goal. Uh, I think was into double coverage as well. And there was a game, uh, a throw earlier that was like that. Um, so I don't know if that's the play calling of uh, the coach saying, hey, we're going to take a shot here. Because I understand the, the the point of it. You know what I mean? You could get a pass interference and the worst thing is an incompletion or you think. <laughs> so it's a pick and it's going 40 yards the other way. But all in all, I'm, I'm just happy we got the win. Uh, besides just a couple of mistakes here, uh, here or there, like um, I honestly think uh, if we played a less, uh, if we played a cleaner game, that we run away with this with an even higher scoreboard than what it was in my opinion. There, there was points left on the field from the special teams to our offense to, yeah, shoot, hell, maybe the defense should got a pick six while we were at it. I guess I don't know, but th- there was points left on the field, and but. Hey, we're two zero, and uh, it's all it's all from here, baby. NC State. What about you, Jonah? What, what do you think? Uh, yeah, kind of uh, hitting on some of the things that you were uh, talking about there. Um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and break down some stats here. You know, Donovan Smith, who by the way, uh, won Big Twelve Offensive Player of the Week. So congratulations, Donovan. He was 36 for 58 with 351 passing yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. Also had uh, 28 rushing yards and a touchdown to seal the game. Uh, some rushing leaders we had: uh, Taj Brooks uh, had 80 yards on 17 attempts with a touchdown. Start Thompson, 11 yards, five attempts. Uh, receiving, you know, uh, once again, I was waiting for, uh, you know, kind of wait for Miles Price to really show us who he was, and he absolutely did that. Miles Close Price, five receptions, play, yeah. seventy-eight yards, and a touchdown. Nehemiah, Nehemiah Martinez, really the, uh, uh, really, really making a case as a Lubbock legend. You know, he's a he went to high school out there, now playing for Texas Tech. You know, just 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 the hometown guy. You know, with uh, five receptions and seventy-six yards and a touchdown, and then uh, of course we have. Jerron Bradley uh, doing his thing, six receptions for 50 yards and, and uh, zero touchdowns. Sorry. He could have had one. He almost had one. And I'll get to that in just a second. But uh, yeah, so really good, uh, really good receiving day. Offensively, I feel like this was a very dominant performance. Um, but, you know, once again, like you said, we left some points on the board, less than yards on the field. And uh, it was it was pretty sloppy. But uh, can I go on the defensive side? Uh, Krishan Merriweather, eight tackles, one forced fumble, which was great because that forced fumble came against uh, the guy that I was talking about uh, a couple days ago, uh, uh, Tejon Henry, you know, former mm-hmm. Texas Tech guy. He scored a lot of touchdowns for us. And, uh, you know, now is on the other side of it. Now coming back to Lubbock as an enemy. And uh, what does he do? He fumbles on the same field that he used to dominate on for Texas Tech. And so I got to say that did make me a little happy. Did make me smile a little bit. Is that petty? Absolutely. But I don't really care. <laughs> You know, I'm, uh, I'm all for this. So good job by Kershaw getting eight tackles and one forced fumble. Kosai Elger with six tackles and one critical sack. That sack could not have been timed up more perfectly, getting a big loss on Clayton Toon. You know, that was that was outstanding. That was that was outstanding. Yeah, I was so that right there. <laughs> of course, Dejon Taylor Demerson with seven tackles in this game. Dimitri Moore with uh, one tackle and one sack. 
one tackle for one sack. That's all he got, but it was still really good in, in a cr- crucial time. And of course, Reggie Pearson with two tackles and one interception. So yeah, that's kind of going over some uh, statistical highlights in that game. Uh, once again, you know, I feel like this uh, kind of like what you were hitting on this defense really showed their age. You know, I feel like if you have a younger defense, in this game, you don't win this, you know, you definitely don't, uh, you know, hold uh, let, me, let me pull up some of the stats right here. You know, you, you don't hold Clayton tune and this Houston offense to just 266 passing yards and uh, 88 rushing yards, you know, and this, like, I yeah. mean, they had, they had 354 total yards in this game. You know, if, if you have a younger defense, you're probably giving up well over 400 in this game. You know, our offense put up 468 yards, total 351 passing at 170 on the ground. Um, yeah, I, I feel like if you have a younger defense, you're, you're going to struggle a lot more. And this, honestly, you probably don't win this game. So yeah. that's um, kind of my uh, big take on it. Uh, kind of a rating the performance in this. Um, you know, we got some things to work on. You know, this, this was a sloppy, sloppy victory. It was a win nonetheless but it was very, very sloppy, you know, uh, especially, um, you know, coming down some things I'm going to get to in just a second, but, um, you know, I, I want to get to um, j- just some things that we did well, some things that I liked to see, you know, things that I liked and get later mm-hmm. on some things I didn't like. Well, thing I did like is that we spread the ball around you know, this offense really just uh, decided to give the ball to every receiver. I mean, 10 receivers caught a pass in this game, 10. That's outstanding. I think 12 were nice. actually targeted. So that's outstanding job by Zach Killian, Dom Smith, just spreading this ball around, never knowing who to cover, keeping his defense on their, on their heels. It was fantastic. And also, if, uh, if you go back to when I said what the three keys to victory were in this game, I said one was going to be time of possession. And they absolutely did that. They dominated time of possession. They had 37 minutes to Houston's 22 minutes with the ball. Like you wore down their defense in this game and it showed when it got to the overtime game. They didn't even look like they wanted to try to tackle Donovan Smith when he broke off for that uh, game-winning touchdown. They were tired and you could tell. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was, it was great to see that. And then coming up with clutch plays down the stretch. I mean, I can't tell you, like, I, I don't even know the number of plays that I saw in this game where I thought like, oh, well, this game's game. over now. Like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's game. But no, they would just somehow miraculously come with a crucial grab. Like on a fourth and 20, I think it was in overtime, that first overtime period. Fourth and 20, and you convert. I mean, holy crap. Like, that is. What are the insane. chances of that happening, first like, of all? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> I like that. That is still mind blowing. Like, I, I still can't believe we actually did that. You know, and like you extended the drive, you ended up, uh, you know, uh, you scored a touchdown in that one, and you take it to the next overtime. That was insane to me. And you also didn't give up, like, you fought all the way through in this game. And, and I'm gonna say this right now if this, uh, a Matt Wells team does not win that game, even in overtime, a Matt Wells team does not win this game, you know, because. At some points, you kind of looked through the Matt Wells era. There were points in that uh, during his tenure where it looked like they kind of gave up on games, you know. And I don't, I don't, and that's not. If you ask them, that's not what they're going to say. That's not what he's going to say. That's not what the yeah, whole coach staff was going to say. But there were times where it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, I, I don't see us winning this one, so let's just go ahead and uh, you know wrap this one up, and focus on next week, you know, like. But no, 
not this team, not this game. You, you, you kind of took the cards that you were dealt and he made the most of them and it paid off. It was fantastic. Love the way they fought. Uh, but now on the flip side of that, you know, things that really concern me. One, yeah. this damn offensive line. I mean, holy crap. <laughs> you know, you give up six sacks to Houston. Uh, their defensive end, Derek Parrish, set in American conference record, American Athletic Conference record with four and a half sacks in a game. Yeah. <laughs> like when you when you're you're giving up record breaking performances, how bad your O line is, that really, you know, sets off an alarm in your head. And we we knew that the offensive line was going to be one of the most concerning parts of this offense. I didn't know it'd be that concerning. Because don't get me wrong, Houston is a good team. And I think their strength actually is in their front seven. But mm-hmm. let's not act like they're world beater defensive line. You know, this defensive line isn't, you know, you know, Alabama, Georgia level defensive line, you know? They're they're about an average uh defense statistically in the Yeah, nation. I think like in this conference, which they will join uh the next year or the year after, whenever it happens. I, I really don't know the timelines of this. Um, they'll they'll be about a mid-tier, you know. I think mid-tier, kind of closer, kind of upper mid, I'll say that upper mid-tier. Mm-hmm. That's what the defense line would look like to me. Not this world beater defense line that we made them look like they had, you know, because that was that was just absolutely insane. And what did I say? One of the keys to victory was protecting Donovan Smith. <laughs> and uh, did not do a very good job with that. I don't even know how many pressures they had. I honestly don't even want to look because it just made me mad, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you, you need to do a better job of protecting your quarterback and the Texas team did not do that. And your competition is not going to get any weaker. You know, like that was just, that was your first test of the year. You got a bigger one next week in NC state. And then one after that in UT. So your competition is not going to get any weaker. So you better figure it out right now. Which I think we can. (laughs) Yeah, I think we can. Sorry. Um, another thing that really kind of concerned me was, you know, once again, I said this uh, during the recap episode of the Murray State game, is the deep ball. Deep ball definitely concerns me. We were up 17-3 to three at halftime. Houston gets the ball, starts the second half. Uh, you know, two plays in, they break a 54-yard reception. Or was it 54, like 64 yards? <laughs> Whatever. It was a big game. <laughs> I know, I know what you're talking about. It was about a tank, right? Nathaniel Tank Yeah, Bell. yes. Yeah, I, I, I re, re-watching it. I was re-watching some of it earlier. It actually kind of looked like a push-off for me. Just saying, I'm just going to put that out there. Looked like he pushed off our defender. Might have been a PI. I don't know if they do that in college, but that's just my two cents. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. But, you know, the deep ball really does concern me. In the Murray State game, I kind of had some Kansas flashbacks to 2019. I mentioned that, and that just so happened to be be the case. You know, uh, you knew Houston, they were going to come out probably with a play like that. You knew they were going to come out try to, you know, go out guns blazing in the second half. They're down by two scores. You kind of have to at that point. And they did that. They did very successfully. They scored in four plays, mm-hmm. you know, and like that's not a really great way to start off the second half. But, you know. It happened. And um, the next thing I want to do, um, the next concern I have was the turnovers. I mean, we had three turnovers, three interceptions in this game. 
and you know probably could have been four interceptions. I think they had a DB that dropped one recklessly, but you know you you had one that ended up being a pick six by a uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, hold on a second here. Let me figure this one out. <laughs> but yeah, he gave up a pick six that was returned. I think like fifty four yards to the house by. Um, let me see. I can pull up his name. Uh, yeah, uh, Jace Rogers. Jace Rogers with that pick to really tie the game up. You know, you're, you're driving down the field, and that's just an absolute killer for any team. It doesn't matter who you are. Like when you're you drive down the field, you're putting together some good plays, and then that happens where he just reads the route perfectly and returns for a touchdown. Devastating. But you know, that's neither here nor there, I guess. But uh and the last thing I wanted to kind of talk about as far as the negatives go, uh inconsistent drives. And you were kind of harping on this a little bit earlier, Zoom, uh, the inconsistency that we had. Um, you know, there there were some drives that we put together. You know, the opening drive I thought was very, very well put. We have going down. We you know, weren't able to convert on a, on a third down, but we get the field goal, take the points. You're feeling really good. You're like, oh, dang, that's the opening drive. Like, you know, we can keep this yeah. going. And then, you know, it was just punt, punt, three and out. Like just, it was, it, it was pretty infuriating and you got lucky. Let's not, let's not act like we didn't get lucky with penalties a couple of times. You know, we were backed up in our own end zone. Uh, they called a roughing the punter on Austin McNamara and we extend that drive. You know, and I think the next time it was a uh, holding call or a PI call on the defense that w- that would have been a three and out. You know, we extend that draft. So l- let's not act like we didn't get lucky with some penalties here. You know, we, we caught several breaks, and we still somehow couldn't capitalize on them. So yeah, just just the inconsistency of you know putting together a cohesive drive, and. I don't know how much of that is on Zach Kitley. I don't know how much that's on the offense, just not executing. Uh, I guess we'll never really know. Cause we're not a part of that coach's room, mm-hmm. but I would like to see that next week, putting together consistent, well, well thought out drives. And, you know, like it, it, was, it was, yeah, it was, it was honestly getting really frustrating seeing that on the field yeah no i i get you for sure because uh they they, they would just pop one off for a you know 50 yard gain a touchdown you know we saw that touchdown against to to miles price great time you know it was a great score you know nehemiah Nehemiah martinez scoring that 48 yarder i think it was i i don't have the exact stats in front of me so of course i'm just paraphrasing here but you know you see that you're like wow where was that you know a couple Mm -hmm. drives ago like where was that and then just very questionable play call. It's like, come on, Zach, what are we doing here, man? What are we doing here? You know, and I get it, you know, second game of the year. This is a time where you want to make mistakes, but you also want to correct your mistakes. You want to see where you kind of line up, especially yeah. when you're going against better talent like Houston is. You know, Houston is a good team. They were ranked when we beat them, you know, top 25. Yes, number 25. And they'll most likely be back in the top 25 later on the season. I think they are. I think they're that good. They'll, they'll get it figured out as well. And uh, also one thing I wanted to address was the uh, storming of the field. You know, uh, Texas Tech <laughs> ended up getting a little bit of a, a little bit of flack from some other uh, Big 12 schools, you know, uh, for storming the field after beating a G5 team, you know. But look at it this way. It was our first 
ranked win since 2019 against Oklahoma State. You know, and we won it in double overtime. Those fans have been there for all four hours of the game. It was a thrilling victory against a future conference rival. So they're not going to be a G5 team very long. You know, they're going to be a future conference rival. And we're going to we're already pretty familiar with Houston. We're going to get even more familiar with Houston in the next coming years. We're going to get this rivalry so, going. Also, just, you know, live slow. Like, yes, like, let's just celebrate this win. Like, this is a good team. And we beat a good team at home. And our fans storm the field in a dramatic fashion. So, yeah, you know, celebrate. Storm the field. I would have. Yeah. I would have yeah. too. We did it though, because it was. Let me tell y'all, it was hot. I'll tell it you. It was what. hot. Yeah, we're ready to go. <laughs> Thankfully, we made the adult move, and I feel like this is something as a post grad that I'm now doing more of. I'm being more um, cerebral about it. Is the is the sunscreen during uh during day games? You know, like that, like college me, I would have burnt. You know, burnt, but post grad yeah. me, you know, I, I'm wearing sunscreen. I'm lathering. Lather up. SPF seventy five. Cause I, I, I know myself, I know my skin. I'm very, uh, very pasty. Uh, I'm not very pasty. I'm kind of tan, but you know, I do burn relatively quickly, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So let the fans go wild. We sat through four Let's hours. It was hot. Let them go to the field. Screw it. It's fun. And like you said, 2019 Oklahoma state, that was a thriller too. And that was an away game. If I remember. No, that, that was at home. The first, uh, home? first home victory. Against oh, was that the night game? Was that the night game? No, 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 no. That that game was in Lubbock. It was during the day. It was during the day. Uh, I must be thinking of another night game with Oklahoma State. Yeah, it was one of those games where I, I was watching and I'm like, how did we win that game? <laughs> <laughs> like, it, we dominated. It was like 45 to 35 victory. And honestly, they got those, la- they got like two touchdowns in garbage time. So, yeah. That yeah. was pretty well. <laughs> But uh, uh, what 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 are your thoughts, buddy? So I, I've been talking for a little while. I want I want to. Oh, no, you're good, man. Um, to be honest with you, kind of what you've been saying, yeah, I'd like to see. I, I feel like we it was a little a little we're a little negative, but all in all, this was still a great game to watch. You know, what I mean, as a fan of football, this was just it was back and forth. Um, and to me, momentum is always killer, right? And I love to always watch how a team will respond to momentum because whenever momentum is there. Some teams like us in the past have, we froze up. We let it get away from us. And this time we didn't. And that was such a nice feeling to see for once. It's been a while. But um, as far as uh, more things I'd like to see, uh, play calling wise, yeah, be a little more consistent. Like you were saying, I actually want to see Smith run the ball more. Can we get a little more, a couple more design runs for the guy? The guy's huge, right? Nobody wants to tackle this bad. And like, yeah, we should really start to incorporate a little more run plays. I know uh, uh, we, it was probably under what twenty five carries in total in the running back room between Taj and Sirajic. I know we're not a running team, but yeah, it was, guys, uh, man, Taj is nice. 22. We gotta get we we gotta get Taj the ball more because this guy, anytime this man got the ball, he was making moves and getting yards and. It's it's cool. It it really is, and he averaged almost what uh, I think it was like four, four, almost like four, four and a half yeah, yards. Four, yeah, about four and a half yards per carry. Four and a half yards per carry. That's nice, man. On seventeen attempts, that's what you want, and that's that's time of possession, like we're talking about. That I I think that's the success to winning in the Big Twelve this year, because um, 
uh, yeah, a lot of these other teams um, on paper do look better than us, but hey, it's a chess match when you get to down to 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 college football. You know what I mean? Talent doesn't always prevail, and um, I think our coaching showed that they they might be the real deal. I'm I'm buying into the to, into the Joey Bucks. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, that's you tell me you not you haven't already you, been bought in. Uh, I, I've been I I for a while. Like if like I've if been I hurt. On the I've been trail, hurt before. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I I don't even blame you there. Um, I I definitely hear what you're saying about that. Um, you know, but, but yeah, no, our defense plays lights out. I have no quarrels with them besides the deep ball. But I mean, it, if you ain't never been burned before, you ain't never played DB. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> so it's gonna happen, especially in an offensive. Uh, uh, driven uh, league, which the NCAA is with college football. So, hey, it's cool. Yeah, and um, you know, as far as like where we stand now as a team, you know, it's still a lot of things got to clean up, a lot of things got to get ready for. Um, I know on the offensive line, Weston Wright went down with an injury. I don't know how severe that is. We'll find out probably a little bit later on this week. Hopefully, he'll uh, he'll return. But if he's not, he's out for season. Like you know, hey, could get a medical red shirt and come back next year. But hey, you know, he uh, he has pro aspirations. He wants to he wants to get to the league, and I think he definitely can get to the league. I think so as well. And so yeah, I feel like I feel good about this win. Uh, going back a couple episodes when we said like which games are must wins for us, Houston was the must win game. You know, we're we're two and zero in non con going into NC State, which we'll get to a little bit. They're a really good team. Got to go into Carter Finley and try to sneak out a dub. That's a hard, hard task to do. And uh, we'll see if they're up for it. We'll, you know, obviously break that down when it gets to Thursday's podcast. But yeah, you know, I, I, I'm really happy with the the way we got the dub. Well, here, put that. I'm happy that we got the dub. The <laughs> way we got the dub, eh, you know, a little, a little finicky, but you know, a win is a win is a win is a win. So could have been a blowout. That's all I got to say. But hey, it's it only only way up from here is up, right? <laughs> We're already high. We could just keep going higher. We want Bama. No, I'm joking. Do we though? <laughs> Maybe one day. Do we? Though? <laughs> I think they want us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, it's kind of gonna wrap it up for me. Got any final thoughts soon? Uh, nah, that's about it, man. Uh, I guess shout out my cat. You know, as always. <laughs> as always uh so yeah that'll uh do it for this edition of the loner podcast thank y'all so much for joining us for nathan zuniga i'm Joni young saying so long we'll see you next time here on the loner podcast okay. Okay.